Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Bar Path Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. Cool team. So we have three questions on our Q&A podcast. If you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend. Hit us up on the social med Instagram, because I feel like that's the only one we're on. <laughs> okay, the mead. The mead. Because besides Facebook, which I already said, that's pretty much the only one we're on. Okay, great. Slide into the DMs. There is a TikTok. There is a TikTok. And we need to do more we of it. We should probably do. All right, I'll take it back. Hit us up on the social <laughs> meads at Barbell <laughs> Or you can email us if you're cool like that. Yes. Okay. All right. Question number one. What are carb refeed days? Ooh, great question. I like this. Okay. So usually... Okay, so carb carb refeed day, let me just explain what it is. It's just a day where you eat higher carbs than what you've been normally eating, okay? Okay. Pretty basic. Usually when this is a strategy for someone, the person is in a caloric deficit and cutting calories from carbohydrates. Where the refeed day comes in is to bump calories back up almost to that, you know, around your maintenance level to help with your mindset and your energy. And I feel like there's some conflicting info on there about the effects on your metabolism, Mm -hmm. you know, keeping your metabolism a little bit higher because as you cut calories or as you continue to cut calories, I should say your metabolism, your metabolism is going to adapt and slow down. Right. So I don't know how much effect one day at maintenance has, but I feel like there's at least a little potential there to keep it a little bit higher. Right. And again, it's usually one day out of the week went into deficit and it's also I want to note that it's not like a free-for-all cheat day, okay? Eating whatever you want, whenever. You should still track your carbs (laughs) and be mindful of how many you're adding to this day and make them from whole food sources like rice, sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, et cetera, whatever you like, so you're not negating all of the the deficit that you were in the rest of the week. It's really just like a small diet break so that you can keep on track with your cut if you're feeling hungry or low energy or whatever. So I hate cheat day. I hate that term. I hate the term. Yeah, I, I really do. I feel like we've talked about it before, but cheat day is so stupid. What are you cheating on? Who Like it's, it's a, yeah. just a dumb, dumb term. If you want to indulge, indulge. This would right. be a great day to do it if you are in a cut because you can probably fit in a little bit more uh, higher calorie foods like donuts pastries whatever you're craving mm-hmm. but again don't go off the rails because cheat day when people say cheat day it literally means binge day to me yeah because that's yes. what it was for both of us in the past yes. and that's Promotes. what we see it mm-hmm. for people in the future it's like all right let me just eat you know 1100 calories during the you know six days out of the week gives me something to look forward to to just blow it out of the fucking water on one day a week and mm-hmm. really you can add thousands of calories if you do this and what are you you're probably going to put yourself in a surplus so yeah it also really is bad for your mindset and it, it yeah. has that like binge restrict kind of like behavior. pattern behavior yeah. to it that it's reinforcing right so like if you can if you are in the mindset where you can do this i think it can be a great strategy if you are trying to cut your calories right a lot of bodybuilders build- use this strategy the carb reload not the carb, the, carb refeed not, not the, the cheat day not oh the my god day. well okay. some bodybuilders <laughs> yeah. do but we're not talking about those yeah. we're talking about the carb refeed day, Mm -hmm. but they are also tracking meticulously Mm -hmm. and they have a plan as far as macros and numbers that they want to hit. So like maybe they're only eating like three to 400 extra calories that day from carbohydrates, right? And that's quite a few more carbs that they've been eating if you're getting like, you know, three to 500 calories or whatever. But like it's 
probably from sweet potatoes and rice cakes or whatever that you like, some bread here and there. So yeah, and also if you are doing a carb refeed day, the I think the main point or what I've seen it or how I've seen it used is that the point is to not cut calories from other sources like fats or protein. You're just trying to bump up your calories. So you're just adding in carbs, right? You're not compensating elsewhere for the extra calories, right? Mm-hmm. It's just to, the goal is to up calories in general for that one day yeah. to, again, help, you know, potentially keep the metabolism somewhat higher and just give you higher energy and just help mitigate the cravings that you might be feeling if you are eating lower carbohydrates than what you've been used to, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you used to do this when you were bodybuilding? Uh, I'm trying to I feel remember. Like you didn't really do much right back then. I think I actually the f- I wasn't very smart. Yeah, the <laughs> well, first time right, I had but... no idea what I was doing, and the second time I think I did like carb cycling kind of. Yeah. Well, so. I just remember you said you ate like chicken, green beans, and sweet potatoes, and you didn't like give yourself any extra. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It, you should have done the, this. the first the first competition. It was terrible. I was yeah just, yeah. I was very. I was following very bad advice. Yeah. There was a woman online who had a meal plan <laughs> and it was stupid oh god yeah yeah i mean i've done this don't in, fall for that shit <laughs> i've done this in the past but for me it was it, it can get pretty i don't know it can get very nuanced with this strategy too because yeah it seems fun on paper but when i was doing it i was eating pretty low calories and uh, even on that carb reefy day the calories weren't that high and i was yeah. literally looking forward to that day six days out of the week and i was like this isn't healthy yeah that seems dangerous yeah like i need and i wasn't like binging on that day but i was like oh my god thank fucking universe that this day is here and that is not a way to live your life like maybe for a short time if you're competing in bodybuilding but that's not that's like one percent of the population not like just someone who's trying to like cut and like cut a little body fat so yeah you just if your calories aren't again well we've talked about this if you're you're if you're cutting from a pretty high calorie range like this could be a really good strategy. But if you're really low and you're going up to a little bit higher than low, it's you probably should just reverse diet and try to get out of that. But yeah. anyways, it's all individual. Yes. It all depends. Yes. So Okay. Question number two. What are your favorite post-workout meals? Oh, this hmm. is fun. Well, right now, yogurt with some protein powder in it is my go-to because I work out first thing in the morning. So I usually want something right after that. And I'm not doing the protein powder because like oh yeah you need it right after you work out i just like to flavor the pro or the yogurt with it Mm. but i would say any meal with protein and carbs is a great great way to replenish so it doesn't need to be a protein shake i would are i mean whole foods are always best so maybe that's eggs bacon and toast or chicken avocado and rice beef avocado and rice turkey avocado and sweet potato if you couldn't tell i really like avocado so like those are all my go-to's these are just literally random combinations i eat avocado every day you can ask heather so lots surprise surprise love avocados yes she does yeah it's my go-to i guess um i'm trying to think of my go-to i guess it depends depends on when you drink yeah like i feel like it's usually yeah like if i'm doing first thing in the morning which i'm gonna go back to next week um, I don't necessarily have a post-workout meal, right? Like I come home and I shower mm-hmm. and I do have coffee with whole milk in it. And the whole milk is, you know, it's fine. Good after your workout. Um, and then I typically go into whatever's quick, right? So like yeah. it's either hard boiled eggs and something, um, or yogurt and something, or fruit. Um, so like hard for example, like hard three hard boiled eggs, an apple and peanut butter or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Or like the the yogurt the siggy's yogurt actually has like i do the vanilla one so i think it's got a little bit of sugar in it probably okay yeah we can all calm down with 
the I sugar, put the, sugar. Well, okay. no, but I'm saying like, you know, no, there's, there's know. my carbs and then like yeah. some uh, PB fit stuff or whatever. It's yeah, kind of like good. the powdered peanut butter. Um, but lately I've been on this kick with these rice cakes. I was okay? going to say, oh, yeah, listen to this team. So... <laughs> She's like bodybuilder galore no, over okay, here. Okay, so what the, was this the day? I think it was the one day I was home. So I went on right. a crazy two week adventure. Uh, I was gone conference for a adventure. week. Yeah, I was gone for a week in Europe for an SEO conference, and then I was gone for another week in Chicago for another conference. And in between it, there was one day, and so I came home for one day, and I needed like protein yeah. and like I needed to eat, and there wasn't a lot of food, and so I was looking through the cabinet and I found. This I don't think it was during COVID that you bought these, but well, I think it was like maybe as things were slowing down. But we went to Costco, and I was like, "Oh yeah, get that canned salmon. It's good. It's it's wild caught. Like wild get caught. it, get it, get it. We might you know die, like <laughs> like locked down and die. So so we yeah. kind of had it sitting there. So we had this giant Costco thing of canned wild caught salmon. Not bad. And then we had these rice cakes, and I'm like, "What if I?" And we, ha- I have that uh, primal kitchen mayo, and I was like, "Ooh, actually, I think you thought of the primal kitchen mayo because yeah. I was like, why don't I put the salmon on the rice Props. cake?'" And you're like, "Mix it with the mayo," and I was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah." So really <laughs> it did. <laughs> so now I honestly eat it like every day. <laughs> it's honestly, Maybe it's not really every good, day, but a few days a week, and then yeah. So and then I've also been doing recently i'm really obsessed with cucumber and dill it's like and cream cheese yeah so i've been doing like a rice cake with cream cheese and then cut up cucumbers and then dill and then eggs on the side so i'm still getting the protein but i got my little like snacky snack yeah i i feel like the the moral of the story here is that there doesn't need (laughs) to doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter (laughs) like eat some carbs eat your normal meals (laughs) like if you're hungry after your workout eat your whatever meal you wanted to eat if you're not super hungry because you you ate before you work out maybe you can eat a snack or you could just wait till the next meal like you don't it doesn't have to be immediate and there's no fancy meal that you need to eat after your workout. So like, again, like a protein shake, like you don't need it. Mm-hmm. And but if you, yeah. But if you're looking for like, Oh, what yeah, should I eat? I want I would, to eat then protein and carbs, protein right? and carbs for sure. Yeah. yeah. So those cool. are some good options. But okay, cool. All right. Last question. How do you go about scheduling deload weeks? Okay. So let's just explain what a deload week is. Oh, it's basically a week of, doing the same same movements you've been doing so like your main compound movements but just at a reduced intensity and volume to allow for extra recovery and hopefully muscle growth so you definitely need it here and there if you're training intensely Mm -hmm. because you want to give your cns a break so you you can continue to perform at a high level and they help deload weeks help with injury prevention too so like one of the main signs that you need a deload week is if you have achy joints and if you keep pushing it, you will probably get injured eventually if you refuse to listen to your body. So you, uh, I like to go by feel with when I need deload weeks. Like if I've had like two training days in a row where I just feel that like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a heavy, just like Mm. fatigue feeling. I know, like I know my body well enough now and I'm like, yeah, I think this is the last week of training and I'm going to take a deload week next week. So yeah. And if you're just one of those highly competitive people and maybe you haven't done one in a while and you've tra- been training pretty intensely, you probably will benefit from one yeah, if you do it you like right now cool results yeah. because you're probably just that type of person that mm-hmm. thinks they never need one because you're just like push, push, push and you're intense all the time and you don't like feel it. Like mm-hmm. maybe you don't even feel like you need it, but you probably do. Yeah. And sometimes these can come naturally, right? Like right. if you have a trip planned yeah. or, you know, you get busy at work one week and you kind of just like go through the motions, but it's not as intense. Like it can happen like that. Too. Yeah. And you can plan it around life sometimes if you're not like competitive. Yeah. And that's generally how I like to do it. 
And mm-hmm. if I, you know, if, if we haven't traveled in a while and, you know, my coach knows that he'll usually just tell me like after this phase, I want you to take a few days and just deload and chill. But, you know, it usually works out to every like two to three months we, you know, something comes up where I'm like, we're super busy or we're traveling and I'm just like, oh, this is perfect. Like, I'm not going to worry about training. I'm just going to use, you know, call it a deload week because, Mm -hmm. you know, I could plan it to where I'm like looking for a gym or like I'm planning other workouts, but like why? Especially if we're on like vacation or something. And we, I always like to move on vacation. I'll do something here and there, but it's like, I'm not going to stress about missing my workouts because I'm just like, I'm doing a deload week. Even if it's in the middle of my current phase, like it doesn't matter. I can just go back to it. Yeah. I'll still feel totally, but totally. Yeah. I think that, um, if you're competing, right, like it is a little bit more structured. Yeah. Um, so I guess I can go into that a little bit. We might've talked about it on another podcast or in a blog or something, but for the most part, like the reason for deload weeks, when you are a competitive athlete, a lot of times it's because you're looking for what's called super compensation. So what you do is traditionally in a very kind of linear model, you start your training with higher volume, and you're, you've got kind of a moderate or even lower intensity. And then as you go along in your training, your volume is actually going to go down a bit and um, your intensity is going to start to go up, right? And so near the end of your phases or whatever, your training, your intensity is pretty high. And now we're hitting a peak where our recovery um, is, is not quite keeping up with the work output we're doing, right? Because all the time we're trying to balance work output and recovery and we want to push, 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 push so that we're, we're still almost recovered. But at the, at the end of some of these cycles for competitive athletes, you want to kind of get in that, to that point where if you were to continue training, um, as normal, you would overtrain. You want that. And what you do instead is you deload and that allows you to dip down and then dip back up and super compensate. So it's like super methodical and you do this before a competition and that's how you hit PRs. Yeah. And I would argue for these types of people, like they need it to be structured because they'll never take one. Oh, you know, yeah, like for com- sure. Power lifters yeah. or Olympic lifters or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, the fact that like there's a plan behind it and yeah. laying out the because I'm that type of person, especially like when I was competing, I was like, fuck, yeah, like go, 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 go. But if I see it laid out and explained to me in the way that it will work like that, I'm right. like, oh, yeah, OK, well, I need this because I yep. want to be strong. Like yep. I want to hit the yep. highest number I can hit in the meet. Yeah. So. It's pretty cool how it usually works if yeah. you if you plan it all right and the numbers are it's, it's all a math game. It really is all math. <laughs> like, there's some auto regulation in there, too. Right. Like, yeah. especially with women, there's a lot of things we can't control. But a lot Do you of it think is it's math. like you can t- like almost to the T time it for a competition. Or is there still so I much I have been able variance? to do that with some athletes. I think cool. you have to work with an athlete for, for a, a long time before you can figure out what works. That's very true. Um, yeah. I mean, I had one athlete who did a lot better with um, basically like a pretty decent, like a high volume week and then like a lower volume week. And then like the third week was like the highest and then a deload. Got it. And then others, I could do more of a linear, linear like volumes increasing three weeks and then deload. So like it, it does vary, but I was able to kind of figure that out. And then this particular athlete I'm thinking of, we did like three or four meets together. And so I was able to get her to like, to really figure it out uh, near the yeah. end. Yeah. 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 It's so. just, yeah, it's just crazy. The individual variance. So yeah. that's why it's really beneficial to work with a coach, even if you don't want to compete because you can talk it out. Like if you're feeling something mm-hmm. like you're feeling tired, you don't really like get it. Like for me, that happens to me a lot where I'm like asking people a lot how they feel. And if I'm noticing a trend, I'm like, okay, I'm going to program a deload week for you because we need it. Right. So, yeah. um, 
because life gets in the way too. Yeah. Things totally. that stress you out in life can cause you to need a deload week sometimes too. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. cool. Awesome. Well, All right. If you like this podcast, please rate it <laughs> and review it. Why are you saying it like that? I don't know. <laughs> She's looking at me. She's like side eye. I get to go to Target in a minute. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let's get this over with. all day to go to the store. Yeah. <laughs> So, and share it with all of your friends, cool, lame, and in between. (laughs) Yes, all of them. All right. 